Welcome to Thriving at Home, a podcast where we discuss all things family, marriage, parenting, and relationships. Our goal, to disturb and disrupt the ordinary mundane life and give you the tools to move from surviving to thriving. We're your hosts, Eddie and Jessica Harrison. And we're so glad you're here. Let's go. Welcome to the Thriving at Home Podcast, episode seven. Here we are. We're not newbies anymore. No, we're well into we're this not. thing. We're well in it. We're seven deep, actually eight deep, because we did a preview episode. So we did. Yeah, we've done eight of these. Hey, we we thank you guys for coming along for the ride. This has been fun so far. So a fun, lot, a lot of fun. I love this. Living- I like talking to you. I like talking to all of you out there. I like you and I like you and I like you. <laughs> it's so much fun. But yeah, we're uh, we're grateful that you guys have come along for the ride. And today we have a very important topic. Uh, see what I did there? I see what you did. Because the title of the, the title of the episode is the most important work you will ever do. But before we get to that, uh, we want to remind you that you can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at Thriving at Home Pod. The communities there are growing. And as we talked about in the last episode, we've got a lot going on personally right now with moving to a new home, which is happening in a this, week, this week, like the end of this week. Yes. Yes. And so we're, we're making final preparations to make that happen. And so we're pretty busy right now. With that said, uh, we want to get that s- community rolling and get more content out to you guys on that community also show notes are coming soon um we don't have a date yet can't tell you exactly when that's going to happen but we we are committed to getting that done very soon we got you so this episode is is one that was birthed out of are you ready i feel like i need a drum roll a shopping trip to hobby lobby (laughs) yes a shopping trip to hobby lobby because um we have an a hobby lobby here and I love it. Yes. I mean, like most women do, I think. And I was walking up and down the aisles. I wasn't necessarily shopping for something to go on the wall. But when I saw, actually, I think I was shopping for something to put in the kids' room. But anyway, I saw it and it was there. It was just sitting there and it was this beautiful script, this beautiful lettering. And it just said, the most important work you will ever do will be within the walls of your home. Which we actually looked up. Uh, online uh, mm-hmm. prior to this episode because we wanted to make sure if it was a quote we were giving somebody credit yes uh, because it was so impactful to us and it's by a guy named Harold B. Lee yeah who was actually a president of the Mormon church so shout out to our Mormon friends yeah and so I saw this uh, this piece of art sitting there in Hobby Lobby and I it kind of to be honest it just smacked me like right in the middle of the my head just I was like I need this reminder hung on my wall. It was either that or tattoo it on my arm. And I was like, "Eh, (laughs) it's a little, it's a little wordy. eh, I'll hang it on the wall. (laughs) A little wordy for my wrist. So, um, which by the way, that's a whole nother topic. We should do a poll if I should get one or not. I've been like thinking about it for like two years. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about it, but I may need help with the decision. I don't know. It's another podcast. It's another podcast for another day, but I might get a tat guys. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, the most important work you will ever do with will be within the walls of your home. I bought the thing. It's hanging in our living room. Yes. Because here's the thing. I am so passionate about family and family life. And that can encompass, for those of you who don't have kids yet, your extended family, your spouse. But that very much for us and where we're at in the season of life, it encompasses parenting as well in a major way. 
And so when you think about, you know, what do we consider as a society, as a culture, what do we consider to be important work? Have you guys ever noticed that when you are like at a first formal introduction with somebody, one of the very first things they will ask you is, yeah. oh yeah, nice to meet you. What do you do? Especially dudes. Especially dudes. Yeah. What do you do? What is it you do? What and do you then do? you say, oh, well, I'm, I'm a worship and creative arts pastor. I'm a pastor, yeah. I'm a realtor or I'm a nurse or I'm an accountant. That's what we do. It's, it's like in society, we, we, we have this label of what we do. Um, and it's kind of like this, this primo experience of like, this is where my significance is found. No, I would beg to say that's just how you pay your bills, Yeah. but there is more important work out there. And we just need to shift our focus and realize that that more important work is the work we do at home. Yeah, I was reminded of this just a few minutes ago. Uh, actually, as Jessica was talking, I got up and grabbed my phone from the countertop over there because there's an article that was put out by the Western Journal back in November that talked about how Hobby Lobby, the president of Hobby Lobby, Mr. Green, uh, let's see. Good uh, job, Mr. Green. David Green is his name. Well done. Um, he basically ma has made an assertion and told his, uh, here's the quote. I just want to give you the quote uh, that he has given to his employees. He says, we value family, and one of the things that we tell our co-managers as we kind of give them up to speed is that their family is more important than the business. So good. So he says, and they need to be sure to take care of their family first and then Hobby Lobby second. I love, that's exactly like, that's coming amazing. From, that's coming from the president of Hobby Lobby whose number one responsibility from a business perspective is to make money, to make sure his employees are engaged. And probably, you know, most most uh, presidents out there, most CEOs yeah. are thinking about how can I get more from my employees to make the business successful? Yeah, that's amazing. Like that guy, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. And yeah. I love that. I love that. I, I would say, you know, today we just want to debunk the myth that your importance is significance, what you do is career-based, but rather home-based. Yeah, home-based. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, so let's talk about um, what it means to do important work at home and what that looks like. Um, I feel like this is so, I'm literally sharing this with you because I need this reminder all of the time. Yeah. Like I am living this, need this reminder. So the first thing is I want to tell you guys when you're striving to make that important work be the work you do at home, there can be magic in the mundane. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like on a personal level, I we were married for six and a half years before we had our first child, Bennett. Mm -hmm. And when I had him, I mean, there was this anticipation. It's so exciting. And then we have him and I just could not love a little bundle more than I love him. Yes. I'm looking at him. I'm seeing you and me in him. I'm getting emotional talking about it. And I couldn't love a person more. But it, simultaneously, I felt this giant shift of, oh my goodness, I feel like I lost who I am. Sure. Like I'm stepping into this role of mom, trying to, you know, just figure it all out and do everything right by my brand new baby boy. And, but at the same time, like I love to sing and I love to cook mm -hmm. and I love to do all of these things. And I feel like I'm losing myself in that process. Yeah, and it didn't, it didn't come instantaneously. No. It came over time uh, because you know, obviously the needs of the, the first few days, you just feed okay. him and he sleeps and that's it. Of course, it. But yeah. as, as he 
started to develop in. and grow, it's like you have to start making choices. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was birthed out of that. Like, oh, these feelings feel terrible. I feel guilty for these feelings. But I've talked to other moms out there that feel those same things of how do I balance that? There's so much mundane. When I say there can be magic in the mundane, it's like the diaper changing, the laundry, the spit up, the spills, like all of that. Those are pretty mundane tasks. Um, and having kids, it changes things if you've had them and it readjusts your mindset. But um, I would just encourage you that you can make magic out of the mundane. And yeah. the family's temperature is based on how mom's feeling. Yeah. And whether we want to, as, as moms, accept that or reject that, it's yeah, we've talked about before. Way. We've talked about before being a thermometer or a thermostat. Yeah. You know, the difference between uh, a thermometer and a thermostat is that a thermometer tells you what the temperature of the room is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thermostat dictates what the temperature of the room is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, moms can very much be um, that thermostat that that dictates what the temperature of the room yeah, is. Yeah, like we have huge influence in that. And, yeah, so, and dads alike. I mean, yes. like we're not letting the dads off the hook here. Like dads Absolutely. Are, dad can make a, when I come in from work or I come in from anywhere uh, with a poor attitude, uh, yeah. or a poor outlook on things, or I'm just not, my heart is not in my family. My family feels the effects of that. Yeah. So, so how do you marry Poppins the thing? How do you make magic? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, we get to do this. Like it's that mindset of changing it from, I have to do this. Like the laundry has to be done. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be, yeah. it's, it's, it's hovering, it's looming. It has to be done to, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just change that simple, like that one word, yeah from have to to get to. It has really helped me embrace this um, positivity that carries our family. I'm not perfect at it all the time, but at the same time, I can make things more magical for my kids coming about it from, I get to do this. We get to do this. Uh, We do that on Sunday mornings when we have to go to church. Sometimes it's 6 a.m. all together when we're leading on the worship team. Like, hey, hey guys, it's church day. We get to go. Um, it's It's been a game changer for us of kind of putting magic in things that are otherwise boring and mundane. And yeah. you have the, the power over that. There's a great resource for this, actually. And I don't have it yet. Um, I've been wanting to get it. I've heard about it um, from some other people. But it's a book called Every Moment Holy. And it's uh, by Douglas Kane McKelvey. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you want, wherever it is that you buy books. But basically, it is a... Um, it is a way to practice sacredness in everything that you do in your life, in mundane tasks like doing the laundry, like mm-hmm. preparing dinner and stuff like that. So from a spiritual perspective, if you're into trying to find the sacred in the mundane, yeah. you know, or the magic, so to speak, you know, as yep. we're talking about it today, um, that might be a great resource for you. We'll put that in some notes, uh, show notes when they when they actually come. So Yes, <laughs> they're coming, I promise. Yeah, and I would just think about it, you know, lastly in this point is just somebody out there raised Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Somebody raised John the Baptist. And these people were absolutely just revolutionary in our world. And, in, you know, and so think of it that way of what you're doing to pour yourself and everything you know into this little person who's going to grow up to be an adult. It, that is compound interest, just like in the bank. I mean, absolutely. you're investing it in a human. And long after you're gone, your son, your daughter could be reaching thousands and thousands of lives and that will multiply. So it's not just today and this one person. Think about it in the light of eternity and how many people you're reaching. Yeah, parents are, I mean, they're absolutely critical in the raising of their children and the way way that their children will eventually turn out. Um, You know, you know, when we watch, (laughs) we don't watch it, but like Dr. Phil or like Oprah back in the day, like every bad story on those shows seem to start with my parents did this wrong or my parents did that wrong. And some of that's 
fair and some of it's not fair. But the point is, is that um, parents are the most influential people in their children's lives. Um, you may think that the church, uh, it carries the responsibility for your spirit, your child's spiritual development, but the truth is you carry yeah. uh, the responsibility for your child's spiritual development. It is your job to coach and train them. We have way more time with them than the church will ever have. And so we can't, yeah. we can't delegate that to the church. You are replaceable at your office, but you are not replaceable at home. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. So next thing, pace yourself. Pace yourself. Realize what that is this that pace. Uh, what? <laughs> realize that this thing that you're doing with your family, this work, this amazing family work, it is a marathon and it is not a sprint. And by that, I would suggest that you make time to rest together, play together, memory make together. And did you catch what all three of those ended with? Mm, together togetherness <laughs> yes we're better together and i just you know one day it, it's like what's that saying they say who's the they? years they you know them <laughs> those people <laughs> the 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 days are no the years are long but the days are short no, no, no. i have that back, i have that backwards darn it the years are short but the days are long okay rabbit trail this comes from the girl i mess things like that up all the time yes i'm gonna tell him myself real quick okay i thought that when the weatherman, like my whole life until my 20s, when he was saying what the wind chill factor was for the day, yeah, I would thought he was saying the windshield, like the windshield of a car, because yeah. I grew up where windshields were icy. Yeah, absolutely. So it's <laughs> the windshield factor. The look on your face right the, now, Mr. Harrison. Or uh, how about the fact... No, no more. Don't give... Don't, that's no, no, no. Good. One more. One more. Uh, one more. You started this. I didn't, I didn't start it. Uh, the fact that you thought a potluck, like a church potluck where everybody brings a dish and it's shared mm -hmm. meal potluck mm -hmm. well into our marriage. <laughs> you thought this was a potluck. I'm embarrassed. Potluck. I'm embarrassed now. But anyway, there's more where that came from, but they, they get worse and worse. And I don't know that we have time for the that days though. are long, but the years are short. <laughs> no. Yes. 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 That is what they say. I have it right this time. You got me confused. I have it right this time. But the point is, is to pace yourself and know, you know what? Thank the Lord that we can sleep and wake up and there's grace for every new day. Yeah. And there, I will be honest with you, there are some days I go to bed thinking, oh, I don't know if, if somebody were to grade me on being a wife or mom today, I ooh, it's, it's rough. But thank the Lord that we're not measured. It's not measured by one day. Be encouraged that it's a marathon and you're measured over consistency over time with your family. And thank the Lord for grace and for mercy, and it's awesome. Psalm 73, 26 says, My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Yeah, I love that. Love that verse and love the fact that there's new mercies for us every single day. That, man. Very I, encouraging. Uh, I, uh, I'm an Enneagram One, which maybe one day on the podcast we'll talk about the Enneagram. But I'm an Enneagram one, which means that I have this critic in my that lives in my head who is constantly critiquing everything that I do all day long. And I'm with you. As a parent, as a dad, man, many times I get to the end of the day and I go, man, I screwed this up. I have, that's it. My kids are doomed like it is It is done for. And then God reminds me that, nope, Eddie, there's, yeah, you may have messed something up today. You may have uh, taken a misstep today, but there's new mercy and new grace for you tomorrow. And it's, it's interesting that even when our kids go to bed, um, upset. Maybe uh, we had a hard time getting one of the kids down to bed. Luke, for instance, two years old, he's crying because uh, he doesn't want to go to bed. 
we put him down to bed. Isn't it amazing that even just the way that the, the, the rhythm of life works is that he may go to bed crying, but he wakes up happy. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just, it's just a reminder every morning that, Hey, it's a reset. It's a new chance. It's a new opportunity. So I, I love that verse. Yeah, I love that. So let that be an encouragement to just pace yourself um, and don't grade yourself day to day, but make make your family priority and know it's a marathon and it's it's good it's good stuff. Absolutely. So the next thing uh, we want you to keep in mind is your family is your ministry. If you're new to this whole faith thing, or even if you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord as your savior. Um, you would not consider yourself a Christian. You'd be like, what is ministry? I don't even know what that is. Um, Well, Jesus modeled ministry for us in the Bible. Absolutely. And he did it in many ways. One that comes to mind is how he served his disciples. Yep. Um, How he washed feet. Yep. Ministry is really boiled down to service. Yep. Service. Yeah. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture of um, how we can best love those around us. And if you try to do that yourself, I mean, maybe if you're not a believer, you would think of it as just um, a, a good deed or an act of service, you know, but thinking about really the bigger picture and that Jesus modeled that in the most profound sacrifice when he died for us on the cross. Mm-hmm. And then when when we accept that he did that for us to cover our sins, then we're better able to serve those around us because we have him as a role model, mm-hmm. not only as a heavenly father, but God is a perfect parent. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's so good. And in ministry, honestly, it's uh, it's humbling yourself to totally. for the benefit of others. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So just keeping in mind that um, your family is your ministry. I was, when we were just newly married, um, you, we were serving at a church outside of Nashville and we went to this um, like pastor's wives conference. Beth Moore was speaking. Other speakers were there. I can't even remember at the time who was up there speaking, but I remember um, I had we had just we had bad Bennett, mm-hmm. and he was not even one yet. And the speaker got up and she's like, "Maybe you've never thought of it in light of this as as a mom or as a wife, but when you are putting your family's clothes into the washing machine." That is ministry. When you are switching <laughs> them over to the dryer, that is ministry. When you then get them out and you fold them, that is ministry. And that's a, that's that's a hard that's a hard mindset to put yourself in when you're having to do laundry every day or every other day. If we don't do a load a day around here, we're <laughs> way behind. I'm not joking. But I, it's it in that moment, I just feel like my it makes me emotional because I just feel like it unlocked something in my head, like in my brain, where I was like whoa, like I'm not just family slave or workhorse or whatever. Like I get to do this out of an act of love because I love my family. And, you know, very much this is ministry. Like this counts for something. Like God sees everything that I, that I do. And so there's a Bible verse that says, you know, you're not just doing it unto man, but do it unto the Lord. Yeah, Everything you do. Yeah. Do it with all your heart as unto the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that moment, that was such a teachable moment for me where I was like, okay, Dishes, ministry, laundry, ministry, and this counts for something. Absolutely. And I, I loved that. Also, recently I read um, 
1000 gifts by Ann Voskamp. Yeah. And I loved it. And it was also transformational as she is making something of doing the dishes. She spends an entire paragraph just staring at the bubbles and the rainbows that the Dawn soap makes in the bubbles and how she's staring out the window at her farm in Canada and how she's choosing gratitude in that moment. Yeah. Even though she has dishes piled up to the ceiling almost. Yeah. Mess everywhere. I think just hearing that, I mean, Anne is such a gifted poetic writer. Yeah. But one of the, one of the, I think what she's trying to communicate, what she's trying to tell us is that we're to look for the beautiful in everything. You know, like you said earlier, the magic in the mundane, Mm -hmm. like there is, there is something beautiful about all of those little tasks and all of those little things that you're doing. And so, yeah, remembering that it is ministry, like your family is your ministry. And one thing I want to say here too, is that, you know, there might be some people listening that don't have kids yet. Or maybe you're unable to have kids. You're just in a position where you'd like to have kids, but you just aren't able uh, to yeah. get pregnant. Man, you you need to know that 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 God has given you everything in front of you for a specific purpose at a specific time, mm-hmm. and that God has not woken up today and said, "Oh shoot, they can't get pregnant," or "Oh shoot, they don't have kids." Um, all these things that we're talking about, we're talking about through our lens and our context of having uh, three kids and uh, a home and stuff like that. But if that's not your story, you need to know that these truths still hold firm in your life for whatever your situation is. And you need to find the beautiful in your life as well. Yeah. And a great example of that is you don't have to be blood related to somebody to still be so meaningful, like family to them. Sure. Like we don't have any, we have my sister that is near us, which is awesome, but we don't have any grandparents right here near our children. Mm -hmm. There are older couples in our church that have taken up that. um, And to our boys even, and you can be like, a mother or you can be like a grandparent you can be like a sister or an aunt to somebody that you're not blood related and trust me all day long for us parents that have three boys when someone like that swoops into our life it is a huge blessing yeah when their motive is to really make our family a ministry for them yeah or like you know i think of, of john and jackie uh who have come into our lives and uh they've recently moved but they for a long long time they were involved with our kids every single week. They would come to some of our kids' uh, sporting events. Mm-hmm. They would take our kids out for dinner. Like they just, they didn't they didn't have grandkids uh, young and close. Mm-hmm. We didn't have grandparents close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they kind of filled a little bit of that role. And man, for us as parents, first of all, it's amazing to watch someone else love on your kids unselfishly. Amazing. And then uh, secondly, it's just a, like, tactically speaking, it's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they, when they say, Hey, we're going to pick up the kids and take them to dinner. We're like, yeah. Yes, you like, can. <laughs> yeah. So if you find yourself in that, you know, in that just situation where you're wishing that you had that blood son or daughter or the blood, just know, like try, you know, your best in the meantime to know there is a massive ministry out there for finding a relationship that could be just like family. Yeah. And whatever your definition of family is, if mm-hmm. your fa- if your definition of family is your single girlfriends, you know, yeah. that, that you hang out with, then man, minister to your family. Yeah. If your definition of family is, uh, you know, the guys that you hang out with cause you're not married and you're bachelor or whatever, uh, then make those guys your ministry, like yeah. pour into those guys, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And then the last thing, uh, just to make this important work at home important is you have to remember to make it a priority. Again, this is where this idea of this podcast was birthed out of because I need the reminder. I need the reminder greatly because we can be, it's kind of like when you, you know, in the beginning of the year, you pick like a health documentary on Netflix yep. and you're like watching Forks Over Knives and you're like, oh my gosh, I am never going to eat sugar again. I got this. <laughs> but then like in the moment, 
Yeah. It's kind of unrealistic. It's like hard to follow through to just like be that, you know, like it's tough. So how do we make this a priority? Because in the moment with like crying babies and like stresses and things going on, you forget, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Hold up. Shake you it lo- out. You Shake it off. Per- you lose purpose in the middle of all kind of just the the, the speed of things. You do. Yeah. And it happens easily. So my suggestion would be to make it a priority by reminding ourselves. Post Bible verses. I like will write Bible verses on index cards and stick them places like in the front of my Bible, sometimes on our bathroom mirror, yeah. set one on my nightstand. I need that reminder. Quotes that are helpful. Again, we I found that framed picture and I put it in our living room because yeah. uh, I needed that reminder. Anything that would be like a memento or an encouragement that helps you remember day after day after day that this, this right now, these are the good old days and this yeah. is the most important work I will ever do. Yeah, Trace Atkins has that song, uh, You're Gonna Miss This. Which sometimes you sing to me in the middle of very (laughs) stressful moments. So it's not as well received. Jessica's like, uh, you know, Luke's had a blowout in his diaper in the car seat. It's everywhere. And then then this middle child just spilled a cup of milk at the same time. And I walk up my head and I'm like, you're gonna miss this. You're gonna want this back. Yeah. And I'm like, not the time. Not the time. Not a good time. (laughs) Oh, but man, it's true. It It is is true. true. There's gonna be a day where it's gonna be me and you. And we're going to be sitting around twiddling our thumbs, wondering what we are going to do that day because all of our kids are gone. They're in college. We're going to be those people married. that actually have to get pets. Yeah. Because <laughs> we just need companionship. Now listen, I, that, My mom just soon. got a dog and she found dog TV for her dog. <laughs> like, and then she enjoys watching her dog watch TV. And then she calls me and she's like, Jess, it's like Luke watching Little Baby Bum or something on YouTube. Like she totally gets into it. I'm like, no, it's Mom, not. It's not the same. You're in a different season of life than me now. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, you are going to miss this. The truth is, is we're all going to miss those days that we wish uh, that are that are busy and crazy now, um, but really are a great opportunity to minister and to really do the most important work we will ever do. So whether you're single, whether you're married with kids, married without kids, whether you are uh, near family, your biological family, or far from your biological family, find the magic in the mundane. Pace yourself. Don't don't feel like you have to get lost in all the busyness. Um, make your family your ministry. Well, whoever it is that you call family, make them your ministry. And remember, make it a priority by putting reminders ar- in your path along uh, along the path around your house, or whatever it takes to remind yourself that this is the most important work that mm. you will ever do. Good stuff. As always, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Thriving in Home Pod. We love you guys and rate and subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.